When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P. One podcast with Matt and Tommy, Spanish Grand Prix post-practice edition. Yes, we are here to discuss the the new and improved circuit de Barcelona, Catalonia. And how buzzing are you after practice, Tom Bellingham? Oh, what a circuit. Um, you say new, old. It's gone back to how it was in 2006. And um, yes. It's it's not made it any more uh, of a thrill, but fingers crossed. Oh, right, well, speak for yourself, mate. I've been absolutely on the edge of my seat over the last couple of corners <laughs> of that lap. Uh, but before we get into any more Spanish Grand Prix chat, I need to read out a five-star review from one of you. This one comes in from Waveform. 2022 from the UK. Great F1 podcast, which has out of this world presenters, probably just because we don't know anything and like our brains are so out of this universe because we're washed, uh, who deliver so many great laughs and great F1 information, which makes my day. Thank you for making this out of this world podcast. Wow. Look at us go, Tommy. Shouldn't even be on this planet. Clearly. We have reached new heights. Thank you so much, Waveform. Uh, now, let's get into some free practice one chat then, shall we? And uh, talk about how it looked like it was the end of the world with Max Verstappen <laughs> going over three quarters of a second faster than anybody else. Uh, and then you had a, a very close sort of second all the way down to 16th. Do you want to share a, a little tweet that you, you put out? Uh, after FP1, Tommy? Yeah, everyone from Mexico just skipped the video now. But um, yeah, there was the the, the end of um, FP1. Uh, the gap between Verstappen and Perez uh, was actually larger than it was between Perez and Bottas in 16th, um, which I guess shows that, I know it's only practice, but yeah, Max delivered uh, a very scary lap compared to the rest of the field. Um, but then it just showed that, boy, is it close between everyone else. It certainly is. Esteban Ocon up there in P3. Nick De Vries did a very good lap as well uh, to start making us think, hello, is this the turning point for Alpha Tauri and for De Vries after his drive to survive camera following in Monaco that Tom Bellingham down on the ground? Exclusive news. Um so that was interesting to see. Alonso was down in sixth. You had the Ferraris not exactly making many moves. And also the Mercedes as well, riding on board with them. They looked like a, a bit of a handful, to say the least, didn't they? Yeah, the Mercedes haven't looked great all day, which is a, a worry because this is, I guess, a more normal, their, their first kind of normal circuit uh, where they can do their running. And this is, of course, a test venue where you get a lot of different types of corners. So if you're not quick here, you're going to struggle. And Mercedes don't look particularly good, even though they've got side pods now. Not as good as we thought 
they were going to be, at least no. not yet. They might just be dialing in those new side pods, which of course will need uh, a bit of running. Uh, now let's move to free practice two, where you look at that timesheet and you go, maybe... It's all not over. <laughs> You're telling me there's a chance? Yeah. yeah, kind of. Although I feel as though Max Verstappen was probably running his engine at around 50% power. That's the feeling I get from this uh, when I see how close everyone else seems to have got. Or perhaps someone from Formula One has had a little word in Max's ear and gone, You're not supposed to go that quick so early. And he's just dialed it in a little bit. Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's hard to know how representative that is uh particularly with someone like nico hulkenberg uh up in third but again i mean you look at the actual gaps uh, i know it's a season where and understandably a lot of fans are frustrated by uh red bull dominance but the the midfield and everything is unbelievably close like one small mistake for them it's it's going to change your qualify qualifying from like 18th to eight, uh, 8th or something. So, um, yeah, uh, a lot of uh, a mixed-up order, really, uh, for, for FPT. Let's not forget as well, with the uh, removal of that last chicane, it also takes out kind of another variable of, of driver's laps. So we've got a shorter lap now, 1 minute 13, 1 minute 14, which means the gaps will naturally get closer as well. Um, so that will be interesting going into qualifying. You could have a few scalps just uh, through one of some of the drivers not actually putting in a performance uh, in Q1 and Q2 to, to perhaps take them where their performance, uh, let well, sort of, where they belong. Um, question from Manny Green 14. Will Alonso win? A simple question with, uh, I thought it was going to be a simple answer after FP1. FP2, the, the hope starts to kill you. There's where you chance. go, maybe the Red Bull aren't as far clear as FP1 suggested. I still am very much of the opinion that Red Bull have something in the locker um Verstappen first Perez fourth uh, in FP2 um yeah it's uh, I don't know I I just think Red Bull have got that edge but I think the belief of Alonso getting another podium is certainly back on oh absolutely yeah I think Fernando looking like he's going to be best of the rest again uh going for six podiums out of seven which is insane um Perez I don't know, maybe beatable, but I do, I do think Red Bull uh, have just something in hand. They looked unbelievable, particularly through that final um, sector. Uh, you know, might even suit their car even more that they just can uh, show off their unbelievable grip where it just looks like it's a scale electrics car and just completely gripped in uh, compared to everyone else. Uh, yeah, I think Fernando will need some kind of uh, miracle like some rain or something if he's going to beat the Red Bulls on pace. But boy, are there a lot of memes about this whole 33 thing. So many memes, so much aligning the stars. Fernando going for his 33rd win. He's been part of 33.3333333% of all Formula One races, which just highlights how many races we have these days. Um, not that Fernando is somehow gone back in time and raced in 1950, <laughs> which is what that stat kind of seems to suggest. Um, 
and then other things like the Spanish race, yeah. Spanish Grand Prix, and so many more things. And what I reply to this is: Has everyone forgotten that Max Verstappen's old race number was thirty-three? I know, and also everyone brings it up every single time. I'm sure it was Saudi where Crofty was like Fernando Alonso's uh, grid. Uh, sorry. Um, pit box is number 33 today that's the sign isn't it and then we're just going to get to like race 15 where Verstappen and Perez has won every single race and they're like oh um, Fernando Alonso took 33 steps to get into the press <laughs> conference today uh, that could be a sign Anything, anything. The we'll copium is so strong here uh, for an Alonso win and look all it takes especially if Perez is beatable, is a Verstappen DNF or a Verstappen problem. And all of a sudden, Fernando is thrust into a potential race-winning situation. So I wouldn't say it is completely off the cards. And when I said earlier about, oh, you know, it's the the hope of Alonso being back on the podiums back on, it was just purely from our predictions uh, podcast we did where both of us believed Mercedes were going to be uh, back sort of towards the front with their new upgrades. But it hasn't seemed to work out uh, on Friday, at least. Uh, it, it has looked like a handful hasn't yeah, it yeah the Mac's not looking very good at all um well yeah, they finished eighth them. for George Russell in FP2 and Hamilton 11th yeah they're, they're in that mid pack which is unbelievably close to be fair uh, again sort of you've got a second separating Nico Hulkenberg in third and Albon in 19th um, or even and, first to seventeenth, you know, you could you could even say that, you know that. Yeah, you even could. Max is is beatable, you know, by Yuki Sonoda. You could say if you, you know, just could happen. It is looking a lot closer. I've just noticed Max Verstappen. Look how many laps he did in FP two. Thirty three. <laughs> oh my god! It's it's over. This I don't know it. what it, what it's saying, but it's and, it's uh, happening. And completely irrelevant. Nick De Vries. Also did. Oh, 30. 33. Wait, did it's you just call be... Nick de irrelevant? That was really harsh. Well, completely, completely irrelevant to Fernando Alonso <laughs> and Max Verstappen. And the completely irrelevant Nick de Vries. <laughs> did you not say that he's being filmed by DTS? He is very relevant. Sorry. That, 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 that came across far more savagely. It was meant to. It's good. We laughed it off. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Question, well, I know it's actually a statement from Telferino147. Lance Stroll, discuss. Um, what can yes. we say about this man? 18th in FP2. I feel like he went for a few different flying laps as well on those soft tyres uh, towards the end. I went for biggest good surprise for him. 
I was hoping he'd at least score a point. He's not fancy and then I could, there, is he? No, he's he's done the opposite of what I thought he was going to do. He's just going to sit up, take notice, and really start to get something out of that Aston Martin, but a, a stinker of a Friday uh, for Lance. If he manages to not even get like a P7, P8 um, to just sort you out with a loophole for, for that biggest good surprise, I mean, that's an absolute... I will be flopping him for the rest of the year if he does that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's flopping him left, right and centre. <laughs> your prediction's looking quite quite good this year of the fact that Alonso is going to just whitewash him um, exactly like he did in those sectors as well with that with that savage graphic. But yes, that graphic. graphic is the best thing I've ever seen. The, the person that made that, so it's essentially a, a track dominance graphic. You might have seen it previously where uh, they essentially outline where one driver is quicker than the other over the course of a lap. Uh, and they compared Alonso and Stroll and Alonso was just dominating everywhere. And I'm like... whoever made that knew that was going on Twitter because just what a meme. Lawrence Stroll went straight down to the graphics uh, department. Who was that? (laughs) Literally like down the, walking down the paddock like, oi, sort this out. Um, Yeah. yeah. It's not, if, um, because Lance did all right against Vettel, like he wasn't, Terrible. Did, I think he, he held his own. Decent, he did pretty yeah. decent. I think uh, I think Lawrence has underestimated Fernando Alonso and just how well uh, <laughs> how well um, Lance will be able to do against him. Because my God, is he absolutely owning him this year? He certainly is uh, to the level of which none of us really thought uh, it would it would be uh, up in P two, of course, for the end of FP two for Fernando and potentially another podium on the way. Uh, and what a what a surprise that would be for the Spanish fans after last year and him moving to Aston Martin and no one seeing this happening uh, is is quite unbelievable. Um, a lot of discussion as well around Lance Stroll just in general and his seat and whether it's under threat. <coughs> I don't for a second believe that his seat is under threat. The only way it's under threat is if Lance himself wakes up and says, Dad, I'm sorry, I can't keep trying to make your dreams come true through me. I don't want to race an F1 anymore. Bye. That's the only way I see his seat being under threat. Yeah. Yeah, same. They're not giving up on him now. He's finally got a podium challenging car, like the second best car on the grid potentially. So, yeah. Uh, he's there until he decides that he wants to become a BMX rider or something instead or whatever. You know, just sort me this out. Right, let's move away from Lance Stroll and talk about the removal of the last chicane, uh, which is something we've been absorbing. The fact that we were intently watching free practice today on Twitch really kind of shows, and it, and it being Spain as well, that any kind of change like that, we, we, we were like, okay, all right, is the Circuit of Barcelona, Catalonia going to become one of the most iconic, incredible tracks of all time? Um, I am of the opinion that it's going to do wonders for the racing. I am, I am actually looking forward to seeing how uh, not only does it set up potential overtakes into turn one, but also how it's going to affect strategy. There's talk of it being a two, perhaps even a three stop race uh, on Sunday. Of course, if it's raining, it's going to change that a little bit, but uh, that in in itself is, is interesting. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, it's a shorter lap, which means qualifying should be a little bit more interesting as well by the fact that there's should be less of a different differential between uh, the drivers. So I'm, I I think it's a, a great, 
change that they've made. We haven't seen the racing yet. It could cause the biggest DRS train of all time, and it'll be terrible. But I have positive hopes for it. There's absolutely no way that it can be any worse um, because that that there's a reason why everyone thought that was the worst chicane in Formula One because it did separate the cars. You can't have a slow, clumsy, single-file chicane right before the biggest overtaking point. It just separated the cars out so much because it was hard to follow. Now, you know, you, you'll be able to go through those corners and get a better run through that corner. Um, that's one of the, the main things that's going to help. But like you say, tyre wear should hopefully make the race even better as well because, boy, have we been praying for something other than a one-stop. And I will say right now that if that race is a one-stop, Pirelli, you've got something to answer for. And um, look, we're not going to be happy. We'll send our P1 army down to uh, Pirelli and we'll camp outside with signs with saying two stops, please, and uh, start wow. a little protest movement. I'm sure they are shaking in their boots after Tom Bellingham has called out Pirelli there with the P1 fam. Um, yes, it's, it's going to be interesting. They're, of course, running uh, a test tyre as well for those that saw a team wondered what that was. It was basically a new structure, a new compound of, of hard tyre that the teams uh, have to do a certain amount of mileage on to help Pirelli uh, get some data from that. But um, but yes, uh, it can't be a one-stop. It surely it cannot be a one-stop uh, with how much of a beating those tyres are going to get. You'd imagine the undercut is going to be quite uh, quite strong around here. So that could make for some interesting racing as well uh, come Sunday. A uh, few complaints, though, uh, through those last couple of corners around bumps, especially the final corner, um, bouncing all over the place. The word porpoising coming back into the mouths of mm. Formula One drivers. Uh, so I can see those bumps potentially being a problem, not for the likes of Red Bull that have an amazing car, but the ones that are slightly maybe just having to get that extra half a tenth to make it through out of q1 or out of q2 you could see a, a few errors a, a massive swapper there and potentially a big mistake a, a potential big crash as well um so it's, it's it's all about confidence going into there isn't it yeah you need a you need confidence to be able to do it there was a fantastic video actually that you showed me when we were in monaco that someone had got at one of the chicanes and it was the cars bouncing over uh, the second part of the swimming pool and someone was filming it and every car goes over it and the, the back end sort of squirreling around and flying around the red bull comes through and it just it, it just it corrects itself immediately it's like there's no kind of it's like there's no drama at all yeah <laughs> it is like a scale electrics car like just going through so it's absolutely perfect uh so that's something that red bull will enjoy even more you know being able to go through that corner and probably just settle nicely on the bumps but the other cars that have had these porpoising issues and stuff are probably going to be like ah this still exists i thought we'd got rid of that um because we've not really heard that word in a very very long time now but um clearly it's still uh an issue an issue here so yeah that that could also be something that helps improve the overtaking as well because if you know people make a mistake coming out of that final corner the car behind will get a nice a nice run on them uh down that main straight uh and if they can't pass on that long straight with drs then 
We're having trouble. We ain't got no hope, (laughs) have we? (laughs) Uh, Question from Conman81. As an American who would wake up at around 7am to watch, why should I wake up and watch this Sunday? Is it worth it to watch Max fly away? Okay, here we go then. I am F1 salesman right now and also P1 salesman. The first reason you should watch on Sunday is because we're live on Twitch, back at it once again for the watch along. So no matter how boring a race might be, we will be live on on Twitch, giving all our reactions, all of our stupid voice changes, anything to just keep you entertained. We are the nice second sort of secondhand screen, the accompaniment that you need. We are the tomato ketchup to your fries. Anything that you need, Formula One chatting, fans, friends, whatever, we are there. Matt P1 Tommy on Twitch. Boom. Good advertising. Second, we've got potentially some rain coming. It's in the air. It could just have a little thunderstorm, a little localized shower. Boom. Race changes completely. Fernando Alonso pits for more mediums, then goes on to intermediates afterwards. And then me and Tommy will be discussing once again why Fernando Alonso could have won uh, the Spanish Grand Prix. So that's number two. Number three, it actually looks a bit closer than FP1 did. Surely qualifying could be very interesting. I am for one, very interested to see if that last corner gets done flat by anybody, i.e. Max Verstappen, because when he does and goes five seconds clear of everyone else, perhaps I might change my spiel. Can you give me any more than those three points, Tommy? Uh, The stops, two to three stops potentially. That's number four. Throw that in, strategy. Any more? Yeah, just look at the the gap between... Every midfield runner, there's going to be so much more. Unfortunately for you know Red Bull, even if they can't be caught, there's going to be so much close racing between all the other teams because I could not pick who is best of the midfield in that. I don't think you can this year. Uh, and the way the track is, it's going to be very, very close in qualifying. So we might even get a mixed up grid as well. Um, and there's also predicted rain on Saturday. So that could also mix the grid up. So yeah, don't give up. We're here. Don't give up. We're, we're holding on and we're here every step of the way on YouTube, on the podcast, on Twitch, no matter what, we are here for you because we love you. Right. And the final thing is that Williams look really slow. Yes. Bless them. Just not not working out this weekend. I just looked at it and I was like, the 19th and 20th, thought I should probably mention that. Also, AlphaTauri didn't have a great FP2 at the end as well after looking quite promising in FP1. Um, they mm. were at the bottom end of that, although it is very close. Really looking forward to tomorrow. Tommy, we are going to wrap it up there. What is your final thoughts? My final thoughts are that uh, five minutes ago was 33 minutes past five. Fernando Alonso to win, 33. Look, it's all there. (laughs) Wow, that is, that just blew my mind. Um, 730, okay, so it's 1738 right now. No, yeah, 538. Okay, it's now turned 539, but when I said it, 538, 38 minus 5, 33. Also, my Riverside... Uh, is saying 99% uploaded. One third of that is 33. One third of that is 33%. 33, Fernando Alonso to win. Okay, that's the place that we record for the 99% of people that don't know what a riverside is. So they will. <laughs> we're, we're actually recording this on the riverside, uh, having a nice beer and chatting away. <laughs> I'm trying to find other, other links here. Uh, Grace was link. born 1433. Fernando Alonso's race number. For 27 minutes. 
I've missed it. I, I couldn't do maths quick enough. <laughs> I saw the six second go past and then miss. Anyway, we are losing the plot here. We'll see you tomorrow live on Twitch and also we're doing our, our podcast on YouTube as always throughout the weekend and in, into next as well. So thank you very much, Tommy. My final thoughts are, please, Spain, you've got it. Just don't bottle it. You've got a better layout. You've got some weather coming. It should be a banger. Get me that prediction point of it being a worldie and we'll see you very soon, i.e. tomorrow. Bye! Bye! P1 is a Stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.